I think we're trying to find my table. It's okay if we don't have it today. I think our table went missing. Didn't y'all steal our table? Uh, it's okay, man. It's all right. It's no big deal. I'll, I'll do it without a table today. I just walk too much and because I, I was a tennis player, so I go back and forth all the time. Uh, but um, I'll try to stay still. You know, I'm so grateful for how God moves in front of us. My, in my life, I've, I've just keep discovering how God works before I think about it. He works in my life as I'm trying to serve him and walk with him. And he works after me. He works in ways that I just, hey, thank you. You're, it's black. We couldn't find it back there. It blended in. Um, but, but God just works and works around us, works in front of us. And, and, you know, when you look at how the gospel has traveled all through history, it's one at a time. Uh, one life at a time, one, one moment at a time. Spiritual birth happens one birth at a time. Just like a physical birth is one at a time, spiritual birth happens one at a time. And, and you know, it's incredible to watch the work of God. This morning in John chapter 1, that's where we are, John chapter 1, we're going to be in verse 43, and I'm so thankful for our fifth graders, fourth and fifth graders are here today. Welcome. We're so grateful that you guys are here, and so uh, they're joining us today. And, and, uh, but, but, you know, we're, we're looking at Philip and Nathaniel in, in uh, John chapter 1, starting in verse 43, and, and I want you to pay attention to something really important in this passage. Because in this passage, you see how the gospel travels. You see some really important lessons as we witness to people that are around us. You also see something really interesting. And I, and I want you to notice that, that, that Philip couldn't help but talk about Jesus. Sometimes we, we complicate the gospel message and we think, oh man, it's hard to be a witness. But, but when God moves in your life, you can't help but speak about Jesus. That's what Philip did to Nathaniel. And, and, and as we read this text, I want you to think about that. That, that our, we get to experience the Lord work in our lives. And, and you know, one of the reasons, what, one of the things that God does, and I want you to notice today, I want you to notice the traffic today. The traffic between heaven to earth. The traffic between earth to heaven. You see that today in this passage. It's fascinating. And, and you know, I get it when I think about, I can't help but talk about Jesus. Because in my own life, oh my goodness, Jesus gave life to my soul. He forgave me of my sin. He, he shows me every day that he is trustworthy, that, that he gives us power. He, he, like, like it's amazing to follow Jesus because he gives us wisdom every day, daily wisdom. It, like I, I understand how to live my life because he's spoken through his word. He gives me hope in the toughest of days. Golly, that's been this week in my life. He lifts my head when I'm, when, I'm, when I'm discouraged. He helps me think right about him, about my life, about the world. 
This is what God does, this traffic from heaven to earth. And, and you know, often in my life, I felt aimless. But, but God shows me, no, there's purpose in life. This is why Philip couldn't help but look at Nathaniel and say, look, follow Jesus. Luke chapter 1, or excuse me, John chapter 1, uh, verse 43. Let's stand together and let's read this. So I want you to pay attention to how the gospel travels. I, I want you to pay attention to this traffic from heaven to earth, earth to heaven. And I want you to just think about this invitation you get to follow Jesus. Verse 43. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. And Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Nazareth? Philip said to him, come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said of him, behold, an Israelite, indeed, in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, how do you know me? Jesus answered him, before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered him, because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. And this is the word of the Lord. Thank you. May be seated. Now, now, one of the things I want you to see in this text, it's really important. It's, it's helpful for us. It's important for us to remember is that God intended for the gospel to spread one by one. And this is the case until he returns. This is, this is how the gospel is intended to spread, one life at a time, one conversation at a time, one confrontation at a time. And, and this text opens up, look at this in verse 43, with Jesus calling a new disciple named Philip. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee, and he found Philip and said to him, follow me. You notice here, Jesus took the initiative coming to Philip with this simple command, Philip, follow me. And that's what Jesus has done to us. Follow him. Like some of you may not be a follower of Jesus today. Turn to him. You, you're here today for a reason. You're watching today for a reason. Because Jesus is looking at you. Follow me. Um, and, and Philip did. He followed him. And, 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 and in these verses, you see this passion that, that immediately develops. And, and you see this one life at a time. Look at verse 44. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida and Andrew and Peter, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, look at this. We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, 
Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And, and you know, Philip was excited. Philip was pumped about this because he, he, he said, this is the one that the world has been, has been looking for. Nathaniel, I found the guy. I found the one that we've been hearing about all through history. And, and Philip was excited. And, and you think about this experience with the Lord. These words just probably just tumbled out of his mouth, just flew out of his mouth. Like, oh my goodness, I met Jesus. And, and he was so excited about this. And, and, and you know, I think you, you notice something. You see some... Uh, Philip knew Nathaniel. He was, knew he was a Jewish. He knew they, they came from the same background. And, and so he, he pointed this out. Philip, you know this. You know, we've been learning over the last several weeks in, in our, on Wednesday nights in this evangelism class. We've been, it's called circles. It's the idea that, that God has put us in different circles. And, and as we interact with people, there are gospel on-ramps. And, and you know what? I, Philip used this gospel on-ramp as he encountered a Jew, a Jewish guy. And, and you know, th- that happened to me this week. I had a reporter that interviewed me, and, and he said, we, he asked me about Harrison, and we sat right here, and, and, I, and after the interview, I said, well, hey, man, you just heard the gospel. You just heard what, that he's in heaven. What about you? What about you, man? What, what about your life? And as he was putting stuff up, he goes, well, that's interesting. I've been thinking about it. He said, my mom was Jewish and my dad was, was Protestant. And they just said, you figure it out on your own. And I was like, oh, well, let me help you. I go, hey, look, you're Jewish. Well, that's one of the reasons why I believe in Jesus is because of the Jews. And, and, and it was a gospel on-ramp. I, I took Philip's uh, lead here because I, I said, oh, oh, my goodness, you, you know, your people. I said to this, this reporter, your people is why I believe in Jesus because these, the, these prophets came from your people. Your people, you're the priest nation. You're the one that started with a, with a man, a family that became a nation. And God said, I'm going to bless you, and and out of you, the whole world is going to know my name. And folks, oh my goodness, it's 2024. And, and, And think how impactful the Jewish name has been all through history. Think of the spiritual battle that of of people, world powers that have tried to destroy them, but oh my goodness, they've not been able to. Why? Because the world needed to know a Savior came. And he came through the Jews. And I, and I told this reporter, I said, you know, it was John the Baptist. We read about him that said, look, there's the Son of God, who, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. That's what Philip was doing here. It was a gospel on-ramp. Uh, because the, the Jews and the story of the Jews, and I want you to know, anytime you have the opportunity to, to talk to somebody and, and, and Israel comes up or, or a Jewish person you encounter, you can say, oh my goodness, this is why I believe in Jesus. It's a gospel on ramp. Take that ramp. Be a witness. Philip did. 
Um, another thing you see that, that, that like, like one of the things you see, and I want you to notice this, that God has revealed his plan all through history through the Jews. God has a plan through history, for history, for you and me. And, and here's what I want you to notice. You see this in Philip's life. And your experience with Jesus moves those around you. Like be a witness because God has intended the gospel to travel through you. And your experience with the Lord will move people in your life. Without apology, we're called to influence the world. And and, and your experience is a gospel on-ramp. Your forgiveness, like forgiveness has come to you. That's a gospel on-ramp. Peace has been given to you. That's a gospel on-ramp. Comfort from the Lord as, as the Lord has comforted you, as his promises have guided you, and, and he keeps his promises to you. Those are gospel on-ramps that people can understand. When you, when you point to the fact that heaven is our inheritance, that, that, that we have hope in eternal life, folks, that's a gospel on-ramp that God will use you in the lives of others. And that's what happened with Philip here. Look at verse 47. Um, he says to him, come and see, man. Hey, you don't believe me? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Nathaniel skeptical, come and see. Come on, man, come and see. And then Jesus, first, Jesus saw Nathaniel, verse 47, coming toward him. And said of him, Jesus said, Behold an Israelite, indeed in whom there is no deceit. And you know what's interesting is you see what what Jesus is doing, that right here you see this encounter between Jesus and, and, and Nathaniel. You see that God is working through Nathaniel's life before Philip even thought of it, before um, Nathaniel even thought of it. So this is why I, I want you to recognize that if, if God leads you to share the gospel with somebody, he's at work before you even start. Be confident in this. And, and look what Jesus said. He emphasized to Nathaniel, hey, you're, you're an honest man, Nathaniel. You're an Israelite, he says. There's no deceit. And and. and and I think that that probably caught Nathaniel off guard. Caught him off guard. He's like, well, well, wait a minute. You know, he pointed out that can anything good come from Nazareth? He, you know, the, the Messiah was supposed to come from Bethlehem. And as he came to recognize this, he, it, was, it was kind of a slam to be from Nazareth. And, um, but I think Jesus called them, you're a true Israelite. What does he mean by that? You know what I think of Nathaniel? I think he's kind of like, uh, you remember Simeon and Anna? Remember those two characters in the scriptures? Luke talks about them. That um, they were the ones when Mary comes in to the temple to, on, on Jesus' eighth day of being alive. They were, Simeon was the guy that said, I don't want a taste of death until I see the Messiah. And then he walks, Mary walks in with Jesus and he's like, there he is. Anna was in the temple and she saw Jesus. Those were two people in the scriptures that said, 
That's the Messiah. See, a good Israelite, a true Israelite, would be aware that the Messiah was coming. They would be looking for him at this time. I, I really think that, that what Jesus is doing is looking at the heart of Nathaniel saying, you're a true Israelite. He, he was an Old Testament believer. He knew that the Messiah was going to come, and, and he knew Nathan's heart, Nathaniel's heart, and, and, and he meets his questions right before Nathaniel even asked. Verse 48, look at this. Nathaniel said to him, how do you know me? And Jesus answered him, before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. See, Jesus is so good at looking at the heart. And, and you know, he, he, he was so good at, at working in front of Philip. And this is a lesson that we've been learning for the last four weeks on Wednesday night. The, the confidence that God is at work before we even think about it. And being a witness is easier than you think. Sharing the gospel is e- easier than you think. And I just want to reiterate this lesson we see in this text that God speaks to people before you even show up. And this is so very important to understand that everyone wrestles with spiritual questions. And I can imagine Nathaniel under that fig tree wrestling with things of God, trying to figure it out, trying to figure out life. And Jesus answered the questions for him. And, and, and you know what else you see in this, in this passage? When, when you think about the people that are in your circles, your experience with Jesus is has something big for people in your circles. I don't want you to miss this. That the, the, the world needs to know Christ. And, and when you experience the Lord in your life, let me tell you something. God is going to use that with people around you. Look at verse 50. Jesus answered him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? And look what Jesus says you will see greater things than these. In other words, Nathaniel, because you see that I'm omniscient, you know what that means, all-knowing? You believe? Nathaniel, you haven't seen anything yet. And you know what Christ was about to do? He was about to take the lid off for Nathaniel and absolutely blow his mind. Look at verse 51. And Jesus said to him, truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Well, let's think of some context here, okay? Let's understand this. You know, Nathaniel was a true Israelite. So what this caused him to think about, he knew, the, he knew his Old Testament. It, I guarantee you, it caused him right here to go back to Genesis 28 in his mind. In Genesis 28, that's a really important story in the story of God to humanity. That was when, uh, in Genesis 28, Jacob wrestled with God. You remember Jacob. Jacob was um, a pretty much a, a, a scoundrel. He cheated his father 
He cheated his brother. He cheated his father-in-law. And all through his life, he was on the run. He was running. And in Genesis 28, you see Jacob on the run. And God meets him. And God says to him, Jacob, I know everything about you. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you. I'm going to come to you. I'm going to restore you. And, and in, in Genesis 28, verse 11, it says this, and he came to a certain place. You might just turn there in your Bible. It's not on your screen. But, but turn to Genesis 28. I want you to see this. In, Gen- in Genesis 28, verse 11, he came to a certain place and stayed there that night because the sun had set Taking one of the stones of the place, he put it under his head and lay down in that place to sleep. Now, I don't know if you've ever been so tired that you look at a rock and go, I think that's, I'm going to bed with my head on a rock, right? I think that's a picture of how exhausted he was. He was running from God. In verse 12, and he dreamed, and behold, there was a ladder set up on the earth, and at the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. You see, this was a dark night in Jacob's life. And you know what God was saying to Jacob? Jacob, follow me. And he did. And that's where Israel began. And he followed him. And and then in this moment, as Jesus sees Nathanael, he says, follow me. What is God saying here? That there's a, Jacob saw this ladder from heaven to earth. This traffic was going from heaven to earth. And and God was saying, Jacob, you're not alone here. Jacob, I'm going to help you. He's saying to Nathanael, Nathanael, I'm going to help you. Nathaniel, there's traffic from heaven to earth. There's real traffic, and this is a game changer because one of the things you see over and over again in Scripture is this real traffic from heaven to earth and then from earth to heaven. And folks, this is not pie in the sky. Man, I hope it works. This is a revelation of God, of God speaking to us, saying, look, I know that in spite of your mistakes, in spite of your doubts, in spite of your struggles, he says to Nathaniel, you're going to see amazing things. You're going to see heaven opened up and angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Now, we know from the disciples they saw this. They saw Jesus ascending to heaven. They saw angels. And, and, and you know, when you, when you think about this, this is exactly what happens when you follow Jesus. There is this, heaven is opened up to us. And, and coming to Jesus leads to a life. And I want you to recognize this. Coming to Jesus leads to a life where heaven opens up. 
And you see this in the Gospels when angels make visits. You, you see uh, this in Ephesians 6, that we're in the spiritual battle. You see it in Hebrews 12, Hebrews 13, where we entertain angels unaware. You, you see in 1 Peter 1 that angels, are, are they long to look into these things. You see over and over again this traffic from heaven to earth, from earth to heaven. Folks, let me tell you something. Um, the Bible reveals that, like we've, we, we've referenced angels in two of the songs we've sung today. I don't know if you caught that. But the Bible reveals that angels, angels are real. They work for the Lord on earth. Um, Psalm 148, verse 2 and 5, I'll just say these quickly. You can write these references down. Psalm 148, 2 and 5, praise him all his angels, Praise him, all his heavenly hosts. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. We, we see that angels were created and, and, and they, they are limited in space and time. We understand they're not omnipresent like God. Like, like God is at work right here in Owasso. He's at work right now in, at every other church in this community at the same time. He's... he's um, at work in Mexico where Keith just got back from. He's at work there right now as people are resting on the other side of the world. He, I mean, we're later than many of our friends and he worked there as we were resting and he's working here and angels though are, they're ministering spirits. They, they can't be everywhere all at once. They have specific tasks and, and, um, and angels are, are we, we understand from the scriptures that they're more powerfully physically than people, uh, but they're not omnipotent. They're not all powerful. Matthew 28 talks about the angel rolled back the stone in front of Jesus' tomb. And, and, and Daniel 6, an angel shut the mouths of the lions. Uh, angels visited Daniel and, re- and revealed some things for him. In 2 Peter 2.11, it says that yet even the angels, although they are stronger and more powerful, do not, bring, do not bring slanderous accusations against such beings in, in the presence of the Lord. They, they're more powerful than people, uh, but they don't possess all power. They, they're limited in their power, and, and their angels are usually invisible, but they have the ability to appear. We see it all through the Scriptures. 2 Kings 6, 15-17 is this really interesting passage. Uh, in 2 Kings 6, it says, When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. Elisha answered him, Don't be afraid. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, O Lord, open his eyes so that he may see. And the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. That's so huge. That's a moment where there is a a fatal army in front of them and Elisha's like, and God's with us. God opened the eyes of this guy and he opens them and he's like, ooh, hey, we're going to win. We're going to win. Angels, 
They're, they're, they're a gift from the Lord. They're ministering spirits to believers. Hebrews 1.14 says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent to serve for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation? You know, angels are cool. But according to 1 Peter 1, 10-12, they're a little envious of us. If you look at that passage, it points to the fact that you and I can look into the intricacies of salvation and angels long to look at what we look at. Folks, there is traffic between heaven and earth. There is traffic between earth in heaven. And I don't want you to miss something. And like Joe said this morning, read the Bible with us. You realize what we read this week in Matthew 21. In Matthew 21, verses 42 through 46, this really interesting statement was made about us. Jesus said to them, he's dealing with these Antagonizers, have you never read the scriptures? He says in Matthew 21, verse 42, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing. And it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people producing its fruit. You know what that you know what he's saying there? He's saying to these Jewish leaders, hey, you know what? You're missing the Messiah. Jesus came to his own and they didn't receive him. The people from the beginning that the prophet said the Messiah is going to come to you, they totally missed him. And Jesus said right there, I'm going to give the kingdom of God to, to a people that they're not the birthright. And they're going to experience the kingdom of God advance in front of them, producing its fruit. That's us, folks. Robin and I got on our knees after reading this this day going, Lord, thank you. Oh, my goodness. I'm probably some family line of some barbarian Scottish tribe somewhere. You know, they're just knotheads. I married a Choctaw Indian, which was much more elegant than my tribes that I was in. But Gentiles. But God has allowed us to be people that are a part of his kingdom when we follow him. Folks, there's traffic between heaven and earth. There's traffic between earth and heaven. You know what that means? Prayer's going to be answered. You and I can, when we follow him, prayer, this relationship with God takes place. Let me tell you, spiritual battles are won. This is just the truth. I mean, uh, you know, 
Ephesians 6, 10 through 12 talks about when, when this, because of this traffic, we are in these spiritual battles and we win. Not because our power, like Ephesians 6 says, we're strong in his power. Angels come to our aid. Hebrews 1, Hebrews 13. They, they come to our aid. God powerfully works in and through our lives. God, God, God's going to powerfully work in your life. You know, we, let me tell you something. Following Jesus proves over and over again. There is traffic between earth, he heaven to earth, and earth to heaven. And folks, this is a game changer for us. Um, you know, let's not miss what Jesus said to Nathaniel. Oh, man. You think it's big that I saw you under the fig tree? Hey, you haven't seen anything yet. You know, um, this week, um, we had a moment it was, it was a passing moment that I've not been able to stop thinking about. Um, Mallory, I, think, I, I don't know if it was Tuesday night or that Blake said this. It may have been, may have been at the service Wednesday. Tuesday when Collins. Blake said this in the service one of the moments that he spoke about Harrison. Co Collins, Harrison's oldest daughter, um, even though I caught myself praying, I, I, I said Conley first. Did you hear that? I can't, I can't help but see my granddaughter when I see Collins because I see them together too. But Collins was looking through these binoculars in her backyard. And she says, hey, I see dad. And he's with, he's standing by two angels. Hmm. You know, it's one of those things that you go, I don't know what to do with that. Except pay attention to what Jesus says. We should have faith like a child. See, we get older and we get all complicated. We start complicating things. Start like reasoning with our own mind. And if you looked at little Collins and said, hey, you know what? I don't think Jesus is real. She'd think you're nuts. She'd look at you like, what's your problem? That's why Jesus said, suffer the little children. The, the, the children should come to me. Let them come to me. And then he looked at everybody, you need to have faith like them. Because what, what did the children do? They just ran to Jesus. They didn't ask for permission. They didn't wait. Have you noticed that about a child? They don't care who you're talking to. They don't care if you're busy. They're like, 
That's what Conley does to me. Um, and I've made a decision. I don't care who I'm talking to. I'm like, hey, how you doing? Because I'm a grandpa and I love it. But let me tell you something. The Bible says, when you follow Jesus, heaven opens up. And let's just live in this, into this verse here, this last verse here. Truly, truly, I say to you, Nathaniel, you'll see heaven opened. And the angel of God, angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Let me tell you something. I'm going to borrow from the wisdom of Mallory Mosby this week. If you're a follower of Jesus, be a light. Hey, be a light. If you're not, what are you waiting for? What in the world are you waiting for? Because let me tell you something. God helps us make sense. Even though we don't fully understand all the ways of God, there's something about following him that goes, hmm, it's going to be okay. What are you waiting for? I'm going to ask you to bow your head. Nathan, I want you to come on up. I just want you to bow your head right now. Close your eyes. We have a prayer team that are around the room, and maybe you need to pray. In fact, I want you to go there. If those if you're on that team, that prayer team, just go around the room. And um, maybe you need somebody to pray for you. Maybe you need somebody to just um, help you. Maybe you're here and there's somebody, maybe you're a Philip. You need to talk to somebody in your life. You know that person that may be on your mind right now? Do you know that God's at work in their life before you've even thought about it? Hell, my prayer is you answer that call, follow me. Follow Jesus. Lord, we love you. And Father, I pray that your spirit would remind us over and over again. I thank you how your word reminds us over and over again that there is traffic between, between heaven and earth. And Father, you really help us in spite of us sometimes in spite of our mistakes, in spite of our, the, the many years we've wasted and the time we've wasted, you still are patient and you come to us and you help us. And Father, I pray that we would follow you from this day forward. What an example right here of Nathaniel following him from that day forward. 
And I pray that in this room and those watching, that every one of us would walk out of here following you from this day forward. So Father, I thank you for how you help us think. I thank you for how you come and strengthen us. You heal us. You move us. You created a traffic lane from heaven to earth. And Father, this week more than any, last few weeks more than any, we're grateful that you've shown us there's a pathway from heaven, from earth to heaven. God, that means a lot to me right now. Father, thank you for that pathway and the access you give us to you because of the cross. We want to worship you right now. We want to come to you right now and sing to you right now because you're good to us and you're faithful. In Jesus' name we pray.